Kia ora, you're listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. I'm Compass. I use they, them pronouns. My name's Maggie and I use they, them pronouns. <laughs> I feel like I've shoved the mic into Maggie's face. I'm really sorry. To... Okay, anyway, go Jay. Kia ora, I'm Jay. I use they, them or he, him pronouns. We've already recorded this intro and then we decided to do it again because it was so messy, but this one's not turning out any better. I think it's good. I mean, uh, yeah. at least we got started without talking about Paris Hilton at the beginning. Um, Paris Hilton has ADHD, apparently, so that's really exciting. And Jackie Chan. And yes. Jackie Chan. And this yeah. brings us to the you... topic of our episode today, yeah. which is oh, that ADHD. you all have ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> and none of us are medicated. No, I'm kidding. I'm not medicated. What? Are you two medicated? I am medicated. Okay, so I'm the one that's dragging us down. Okay. No! Okay. All right. Serious. Okay. Serious. Serious time. Um, okay, off the top, just going to let y'all know we are going to be talking about food at some point during this episode, just talking about how it can be hard for ADHD brains to have routines and eating food is a routine for a lot of people. Um, so we're going to talk about that. If you're listening to this live, we'll um, give you a heads up as to when it's about to come up so you can like turn off your radio if you want. And if you're listening to this on spotify or something like that then i'll put it in the description so you can skip over it um hot and sexy all right let's get started okay um i reckon a good place to start like with all things is maggie would you like to give us a definition of adhd what is it grab the mic so i don't have to like hit you in the face with it um so essentially adhd uh the acronym stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, um, and it comes in three subtypes. So um, previously, I think it was um, a, a previous DSM iteration, uh, people uh, could be classed as like having ADD um, or ADHD. Uh, but now in the DSM-5, there's three subtypes. One is um, combined uh, ADHD or combined type. Uh, the other one is primarily inattentive, which would be known as ADD. And then the other one is hyperactivity and impulsivity. Wasn't it like at the very beginning of when people were figuring out what ADHD was, wasn't it called like minimal brain damage disorder? What? I have heard that. But... I hate that. Um, I don't know too much about it, but I have I have heard that. But also, I want to bring it back because maybe then people will take it seriously. <laughs> it's like when you say ADHD, you know, some people are just like, it's not real, which sucks. And we'll talk mm. about that a little bit. Mm. But if you said, I have minimal brain damage, people would take that seriously. <laughs> That's how it'd be. It's interesting because, um, so I've met some people. Uh, so, oh, okay. So um, some people I know who have ADHD they prefer not to use the label and they just um, talk about the symptoms um, and people take it really seriously. They talk about how uh, it impairs their emotions mm. and their um, ability to remember things and their relationships and, you know, all these facets of their life. Um, and people that they talk to take it really seriously until you say ADHD and then that just that mm. kills it, which I think is interesting. Yeah, and I feel like some of it as well is that it's, for some unfathomable reason, is considered, like, a thing that only kids have and that you grow out of it when you get older. I literally didn't get diagnosed until, like, halfway through last year. And, like, 
I had all the signs of being in a very, very, very on the spectrum ADHD child, and literally nobody was like, oh, maybe we should look into this until I got to adulthood and went, why is everything literally in my life, all things, so incredibly challenging? And then I was like, wait, maybe that's not normal. And just like the loops, I, the loops, the hoops, the loops and the hoops that I had to jump through to be like, yes, I'm an adult with ADHD was just like actually ridiculous, like filling out tests for children and stuff. And it's like, hey, can we like have better diagnosis for adults, please? Like mm. that is still a thing that exists Yeah, for us. Agreed. Yeah, I got diagnosed when I was like the second to last year of high school. So I feel like it was still a bit easier for me. But it's also that thing of it's stereotyped as only being, mm. like, 14-year-old boys who are, like, literally hell on earth. Um, <laughs> so, so, like, it's there's a lot of, like, I guess it's stigma and there's a lot of misinformation as well. And, yeah, it, that's not sexy. I'm not a fan of that. I think we should all have good information and we should all be nice. Mm. The um yeah the only reason why I got um diagnosed was because I got kicked out of university Ooh. and I was like, well I'm really successful in the other facets of my life and I know I'm not stupid but that for some reason there seems to be like a barrier to me, um you know achieving sort of academic success I don't understand what's going on, mm. um and then my current flatmate at the time mentioned that he had ADHD but he described it as you know having difficult um difficulty with like memory and emotions and all that kind of thing and the way that I understood it at the time was more like hyperactive young boys and so that completely changed the way that I perceived the condition and I was like well that sounds a lot like me so you know I've got nothing to lose I'll just see a psychologist and here we are today yeah literally yeah. when I was figuring out hey do I have ADHD or not at like the end of 2018 I had a conversation with these two lovely people where I was like hi you both have ADHD you <laughs> my experiences do you relate and y'all both like exactly yes. like that <laughs> you sang it at us <laughs> yeah but um what Maggie brought up that's actually one of the topics we want to talk about is memory because People with ADHD have a real rough time with memory. And I've, I've definitely noticed it a lot this year. I've, I feel like I've had really bad memory my entire life, but it's become very obvious this year. Um, so I guess because people with ADHD, we have a we have problems with our short-term memory. Um, so like remembering stuff like chores or mm. what you were just talking about. And, <laughs> I could, like lost my train of thought. Um, like all of that sort of stuff. Um, so short term memory can be really challenging. So we have to come up with different ways of dealing with that and making sure that we can remember stuff and lots of different stuff around that. Um, so do y'all have any like experiences you want to share with, um, having difficulties with your memory and stuff that you have like put in place so that you can, I don't know, remember stuff. Like I personally, I use Google Calendar. Like. Google Calendar saves me so many times because I, that way I don't double book myself because I've forgotten that I have an appointment or I'm hanging out with a friend, that sort of thing. Also, like, I'm not going to remember something that's a week away mm. because that's so long away. 
Um, a week is so long, you know? Are you going to sneeze, Jake? No, I just burped. Oh, nice. Thank you. Now I am sharing with our enraptured radio audience that I just had to burp off mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> Sorry, Jay. <laughs> Throw you under the bus. Yeah. Um, so for me, um, I guess some tools that I've, like, used are, like, having, I guess, multiple tools. So um, for dates in particular... I won't just have a diary, I'll have a, a calendar, I'll have a diary, I'll have it on my phone. And so um, say if I miss a certain date uh, when I don't look in my journal or my diary, for example, it's still in other places for me to just like realise when things are because I would often double book myself because I wasn't regularly checking my diary or my mm. Google calendar or whatever the hell and so that was just a like a safety net so I don't turn up to things a month early or, <laughs> you know, late, that kind of thing. Um, but that's just me. I have Capricorn. Four planets in Capricorn. Four planets in Capricorn. So... I have a Capricorn rising. Oh. So, like, I feel like that's a perfect Capricorn placement. Not to brag. Mine's in my Mercury, Venus, and my Mars, and my Neptune. Ooh. It's very sexy for me mm. to never be able to chill. But <laughs> works well with my ADHD, which is that the way that I cope with my very stupidly busy life, the hashtag ADHD life of currently having seven jobs and no chill, is that I have a color-coded to-do spreadsheet, which is like, here's the description of the task, here's what facet of my life it's in, which of my jobs is it for, is it for family or friends or like university, and then I have deadlines, and then if it's done, I have like three, four different color-coded options that give my brain that brain that good, good, blah, 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 I can't talk, that good, good reward juice if I get things done, and then I move my finished tasks to a separate spreadsheet, and I tally them up at the end of the month so I can actually feel like I've done things. Because otherwise, my brain is like, oh, sorry, I have no spare dopamine. You do not get anything. Uh, I have seen the spreadsheet and it stresses me out so much. <laughs> but also, like, that's kind of like bullet journaling as well, just like technologically. Mm. And I guess those, like, bullet journaling is really good for ADHD brains and stuff. But also, for me personally, there's too much stuff to remember and do. But I have come up with, like, a system that I've started implementing this year, which is kind of... Mm. Along the same lines of I will write tasks that I have to do on post-it notes. And then once I've done that task, I will put those post-it notes in like a bottle. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And not only does it turn into like fancy decoration of like post-it note filled bottles, mm. it's also like a great way of me being able to look at something at the end of the day and be like, even if I only ate food today or had a mm. shower, I've still done something. Yeah. And it's kind of your system but it's like your system, but for dummies, you know. I mean, I mean, like it's not yours isn't for dummies. You have the physical, like actual thing in front of. It's like the same thing. The reason that I like prefer to use the online medium is because when I write physical to do lists, it actually stresses me out because I accumulate multiple. Um, and so I like having the online one, not the online one, the vir the virtual that yeah. you know the cyber one, the that one. Um, because it's like easier to move around and like add things or delete things if needed, and then also like. Setting up the conditional formatting, I don't. I only needed to do that once, and then it just sits there forever. So I just put a yes in to a box, and it immediately turns green. I don't have to do anything, so I don't have to worry about like this extra, like for me, the extra task of making my to do lists pretty or like doing something with that. 
in itself makes me less likely to keep to-do lists and less likely to like do the things that I need to do. Um, so it's like the similar strategies for like hacking, mm. hacking the brain. For me, um, the journal that I have currently is the first journal that I've used consistently. Um, and the reason being is um, every day has a new piece of art. So these Cute. animals that are just really beautifully drawn um, and I get quite a lot of excitement about like finding out which animal mm. I'm getting the next day, like a like an advent calendar minus the chocolate and it's every day of the year. Um, and so, yeah, I've just always enjoyed this this journal and, you know, writing down dates because I get to see is it like an otter or is it like some sort of reindeer with um, Christmas things <laughs> like I, I love how we're like, ADHD just isn't just for children. And then all of us are like, yay, animals. Oh my gosh, we get to see an animal every day. I love it. I mean, to be fair though as well, like I feel, I feel like as, a, as, an, as the human animal, we don't like think about enough the fact that like without enrichment, you get like sad as hell. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you just need to throw like a pumpkin in your little cage and just like kick a pumpkin around for I don't know why that's the metaphor that jumped into my brain but just like you just need a... I am so confused why are you putting <laughs> well, like, a pumpkin in a pa- well in like a if cage? you're if you're in your little environment in your little animal cage at the zoo or whatever like at zoo animals go freaking crazy if they don't have enrichment like sometimes you just need to throw like a random item for them to like get really excited about like something new because, like, if you just have the same old stuff all the time, you get used to it and it gets boring and you get sad. Mm-hmm. So, like, stickers and, like, cute little things, like your diary with the animal illustrations, incredibly valid because it's just a small thing that's, like, I can take pride and joy in doing this very boring menial task. It doesn't have to be dreadful and miserable all the time. That's my story. Yes, I really like. I liked how passionate you got about it as well. I also <laughs> I liked the glare that Maggie gave me while while you were complimenting them, and I <laughs> just compared them to like a five year old. So I was just also wondering, um, in terms of like memory and stuff. So one thing that I've noticed, and I'm curious if you guys mm. experience it as well, is uh, face blindness. So. One uh, time I hopped in the elevator and I was um, heading to work and um, someone hopped in the elevator. I was like, oh, they seem really familiar. I wonder where I know them from. Um, And we ended up getting off on the same floor and it turns out that I volunteer with them and I couldn't like recall who they were. And like I've been noticing other people uh, with ADHD have like similar experiences, but I was curious if you either of you do as well I feel like I don't I feel like I have the kind of I have it with names I'm really I'm quite bad with names I feel like faces I'm pretty good with that like I can I it's kind of been my my special talent since I was young of being able to tell whenever somebody's had a haircut mm. because I I just I think it they I don't know what it is but I am pretty generally quite good with that sort of thing but I can never place where I know someone from mm. and I will often forget their names as well. Yeah. I have the worst of both of those. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, you're pretty, combined type. I'm combined type. <laughs> I'm pretty bad with names and also faces unless it's connected to context. Especially because I teach, I, I teach like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I have um, like seven classes a week with my night classes and they have like roughly 20 students in each thing. So I see like 
the ish 140 different people every week through that and then I also teach at the university so there have been times during the year where I've had like 200 plus different students that I see every single week and like I never learn all of their names because that would be impossible and my brain would explode but like I've literally had that thing where like I had class with someone for two straight years and like I kept forgetting their name and I, I know that I asked them like five or six different times and then just was too scared to ask after that. I was like, you know, I just can't remember your name anymore, but I've been talking to you as a friend for like two years. So I don't feel like I can ask anymore. And then also, if I, Compass is grimacing so hard at me right now, the cringe. Oh my God. Why didn't you just like check in your database or something? Because we weren't friends on Facebook. We were just I lab gonna, friends. I was going to suggest just Facebook stalk them because that's how I solve those problems. We weren't, we weren't Facebook friends. We were just in the same lab and we had like classes together. And we were, like, in a wider group. And I was just like, ha, 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 this is too late for me. To-. But at one point I was like, hey, I didn't actually have a coach or name. And he was like, oh, thank God, me neither. So that was good. But, like, if I don't, if I see someone outside of a context that I know them in, like, if I see someone from inside out somewhere else, or if I see, like, one of my students somewhere else, I'm like, I have no idea where I know this person from because I'm seeing them in a different context. Um, and I literally had the worst of this face blindness thing. And my, like, my grand's, she had a party, like, a few years ago. Did you forget what your grand looked like? I forgot what my grand aunt looked like. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I literally, because I was, like, kind of helping pass out finger food, and I hadn't seen her for a really long time, and I was greeting a whole lot of my grand's friends, and so she just came up to me and was like, hi, how are you? And I was like, I don't know, this is probably just someone who I've met once before in my whole life. And then I was like, oh, yeah, hi, by the way, I'm Jane, nice to meet you. And she was like, um... Yeah, I know. I am your granduncle's wife. And I was like, oh my god, I would like to die now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Please end my suffering. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's so, so funny. Um, I have a kind of the same issue with my family on my German side because I have no clue who's related to me anymore and who's just like family friends. Um, so I just assume that all of them are related to me. So yeah. <laughs> Um, that didn't really add anything to your story. I just wanted to share. No, you're valid. Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, we're all valid. I relate to both of the bad with names, sometimes bad with faces, which is not, not great when for four years at Inside Out, I was on the board and had a very f- public facing, um, position, which meant that I met a lot of people and could never remember who any of them were. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for you. Hey. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I guess as well, along with memory, I feel like it's um, – actually, I had this last week. Maggie and I were doing a workshop together, um, and I was talking, I was saying something, and then somebody, like, got a call, and I, like, looked over to look at it and immediately forgot mm. everything that I was saying. And that it's like that thing of get distracted once and then suddenly you forget everything and get distracted, like, mid-sentence, that sort of thing. But that's the whole thing with short-term memory, though, is, like, holding something in your mind and then when you get cut off or, like, distracted by something, it just, like, completely goes away, um, which I think is pretty common for everyone in the room because you're, like, trying to hold, you know, where that train of thought is going um, and then it just, like, evaporates, mm. which is, is frustrating. Yeah, do you all have the thing where literally 
So you, you, you listeners won't be able to see what I'm doing, but I'm going to say do a pose for these two, which is exactly what I do when I forget what I was saying, which is either this or being like this. Mm. I pinched my my the top the bridge of my nose with my fourth finger and thumb with one of them, and with the other I put my fingers on my temples with my arms winged out at my sides and just stared vacantly into space. Those are my two poses. I I love it. I don't do those poses exactly, but I feel like I I just stare off into a distance and then sometimes I'll do like oh a squirrel joke you know <laughs> um but you know it's that sort of thing and it's really frustrating as well mm. and especially with having to do stuff that involves a lot of talking it can be real rough when sometimes you're just speaking and then you immediately like as you're speaking you forget what you're talking about um mm. and still trying to be coherent and I find it as well a lot with recording speak out is um after I'm done recording an episode I forget everything I'm just like I'll leave the room and I'll be like I I know the general topic that we're talking about but I can never remember specifics which actually makes it super fun to like listen to speak Mm. out because um it's new to me too (laughs) um I do get the whole like uh loss of train of thought thing but um words I get quite a bit so specific words that I'm trying to hunt for um, it kind of becomes like a game of charades. So mm. I'll be like, I'm going to give you all of the things about this word, but I can't remember mm. the word. Mm. Um, it's white. It lives in the Antarctic. Um, it's an, Yeah, <laughs> no, there we go. That's, that's what it's like for yeah. me is like I can't remember the word. I know what it means. Mm. And so I, I'll just like offer up these specific things to the person in like hopes that they'll give me the word that I'm after. I really um, feel like that makes people with ADHD such good active listeners because that's like one of my favorite things is when I'm talking to someone whether or not they have ADHD and they're like, oh, it's like, da 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 da, and then I'm like, this, and immediately give them the perfect word and they're like, yes, and then keep talking. It's like a mini game in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> I literally feel like I've been awarded points for doing it. It makes me very happy. Oh, I love to see it. I love it. Um, do, do y'all have anything else to say about memory? Because I feel like it is kind of um, can be really impairing sometimes of like even when you just need to do basic chores like the mm. dishes or laundry and then you immediately forget or like things just like stack up and it can be like real hard to do that sort of thing but there are ways around it like we've all talked about of like putting stuff in calendars writing them down in uh, diaries all that sort of stuff um, mm. do you all have any other tips for people that might be having a rough time with their memory Um, I guess just not being too hard on yourself um, because, like, it is a disability and I think often we try and compare ourselves to, like, neurotypical people Mm. um, and we, like, memory is such an impairment for us but that doesn't mean that, you know, we're less intelligent or um, less able, I think the biggest thing that I'd say is just, you know, being kind to ourselves, especially like in the age of COVID, Mm. um, stress can really exacerbate um, ADHD symptoms and make things a lot worse. So I think just, you know, taking it it easy, being kind to yourself. um, And sometimes, you know, the word will come to you (laughs) like at 2am in the morning Mm. or whatever you were trying to remember. So that's, that's my thing. 
Yeah, and I mean, like, just because, like, our short-term memory might be pretty appalling, but, like, I find that my long-term memory is really, really good. For example, like, I can remember the sort of birthday cake that I had on my third party, third birthday party when I was really little. Oh, my gosh, um, what kind of cake was it? My mum made the Hungry Caterpillar was my favourite, so she made a butterfly and a Hungry Caterpillar cake. And, like, that's that's burned into my brain. I remember that, like, an uncle of mine gave me a Charizard toy, even though I had no idea what Pokemon was. I was three. But, like, that's sort of those emotional connections, like, the things that are really vivid that stick out of my brain. I wear, like, two rings on my hands every single day, only when I leave the house. And if I leave the house without putting them on, I'll literally walk three steps out of the door, go, something feels weird. Oh, my rings. And then go back and put them on. Like, I'm good at remembering certain things with great clarity and detail and, like, very vividly. But then a lot of the small things kind of... It's like my brain is a sieve and all the big important things that um, mean a lot to me emotionally stick in. But all of the small everyday, like, management stuff that tends to be important for, like, long-term survival mm. and planning your life kind of just falls through. Yep. So it's like min-max. <laughs> yeah. I... I, but I with the rings that like rung true because I wear like a couple rings and whenever I don't wear them because I fidget with them as well mm, yes, rings are amazing fidget toys um but like if I don't wear them my body knows that there's something different and the same with like if something that I don't realize is a routine is suddenly not there but like I'm like I notice it like ASAP um and I guess as well with having issues with short-term memory that makes it really hard to build routines mm. which is like something that ADHD brains need a whole heck and heap of mm. um because you know why do we need routines you know our brains need structure and because a lot of the time we can't have structure within our brains because it's all hyperactive up in there it's really important that we have like structure and routines outside of ourselves um, and I guess with what I was talking about with the um, writing stuff on post-it notes mm. and putting them in bottles, that's a routine that I built this year. And I was like so sure I would only be able to keep it up for like two weeks. And it's been like three or four months now mm. and I'm still going because it was something that I I would put reminders for myself to do it. Like, when, when I would go to bed at night, I would put reminders of things I had to do in the morning on, like, my phone screen so that I re would remember it. I put it in places so I could see it and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but I guess with building routines, that's a really important thing for ADHD brains to do. So I guess let's talk about routines now because that was a really natural segue. It was. Thank Impressive. you. Thank you. I thought of that really natural segue while you were talking, Jay, and I was like, I'm going to do it. Um, now that I've called it out, it's probably not that natural, but you know what? That's fine. No, it's iconic. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I, that, Jay is just like, Jay is the best person to have on Speak Out because <laughs> whenever I do something, Jay is just like, you're doing great. Well done. <laughs> iconic. Amazing. I'm just like, thank you, Jay. I'm your cheerleader. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Aries, Leo, Sagittarius. <gasps> oh, technically, oh. but almost perfectly balanced energy. I oh my gosh. Here. So much fire. Oh my gosh, but you're a Virgo? I mean, Tabby... Tabby would argue, and I know Tabby will listen to this at some stage, <laughs> Tabby would argue that I'm more of a Virgo, we've had this discussion, than a Leo. I mean, I am flamboyant, but um, more fastidious with things. I feel like you definitely have Virgo... In Watch the rising. This is so funny. Oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Why okay. are you getting distracted? Okay, so... 
Aquarius rising, um, which is understandable because I'm a bit unstable. <laughs> um, what else? I have a Pisces moon. Okay. Um, Venus, uh, Libra, Venus, um, and the others. <laughs> nice. I've already well told you all about my 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 Mercury, Venus, Mars, all being a Cap, Sag, yeah. Sun, Pisces, oh Moon. Aries rising, rather intense combination. Yeah, I have I have so much fire in my chart. I've got like um, Aries Venus, Sag Mars. It's Ooh. like it's it's a lot. Anyway, we're, get, we're getting we're getting off topic. <laughs> we're well, getting really distracted. So I was just trying to comment that our our vibe and our banter is good in the studio today. It is. Love you, Balanced. Love you too. I think we all get on really well when we do do our sessions. Mm. Friendship. Oh. Routines, anyway, routines. <laughs> um, so I think the... <laughs> compass, go away. <laughs> um, so I think routines, <laughs> I think the biggest thing for ADHD people um, is sleep. Um, oh, yeah. Like either getting not enough sleep or oversleeping, um, and especially when that affects like mood and memory... Um, it can uh, just like exacerbate uh, like already existing um, ADHD symptoms. Um, I love my sleep. Um, How much sleep did you get last night? I don't want to say it on the air. Let's pass this to Compass. I can check my, I have, because I have got a Fitbit, um, sponsor us. Um, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, I've got a Fitbit, but that means I can check my sleep, which is so good. Mm. Um, Because I feel like my sleep routine is super malleable of like, I will go to sleep at like an appropriate time for like one or two nights in a row. And then suddenly my routine is completely reset. Mm. And if I, if I wake up at a certain time, like two days in a row, then like my body will naturally wake up at that time, like the next day, which I'm so confused by, but also it works the opposite way as well. If like I have one late night, Mm. suddenly everything's messed up. Mm. Um, So basically everything about me has no structure. (laughs) I went to sleep last night at two in the morning and woke up about nine because I had to be places at ten. Why'd you do that, Jay? Um, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sleep procrastination, I guess. Yeah. Um, I I feel like as well, I get really caught up on social media or watching mm. stuff where I'm just like, it's fine. I can do this for like another two hours. Oh my God. And then everything's I'm really tired. 15 more minutes of this episode, maybe. And then you're like, oh, but it's quarter past one. I might as well round that up to two. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I do that so much where I just round everything up of like, I'll be like, if I go to sleep at like two in the morning, I'm like, okay, so it's going to take me like like 45 minutes to fall asleep because it takes me a really long time to fall asleep so I'm like that's basically four in the morning so basically I have four hours of sleep when really I have like five or six and I'm like I'm not sure why my brain does that it's really annoying Usually it takes me three hours to fall asleep. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I was like, I'm not going to disclose on air no, how long I sleep. Um, I think yeah, that kind of tying back into creating routines because um, that's something that I've really tried to implement um, is around like sleep and mm. um, stuff around like sleep hygiene. Um, so I tried like locking my phone away from me because mm. um, I'd noticed that I'd be 
you know, on my phone for many hours and then it would be some ungodly hour and mm. I wouldn't get a lot of sleep. Um, but, yeah, for people with ADHD, it can be quite hard to get those good sleep routines, especially if you find something, you know, immensely riveting, like a, mm. a Fox video. I get, like, I go down the rabbit hole of Fox videos and mm. that kind of thing. Um, I found found several Fox TikToks. I will send them to you. Fox TikToks. Yeah. Um, But I... Oh, my gosh. I was going to say something that was very relevant to your point. And I forgot. Routines. Routines. Sleep sleep hygiene. Oh, I'll wait. It's like a sleep routine of sometimes I will just be like, yes, I am making the executive decision to go to sleep now. Mm-hmm. And I'll put my phone away and stuff. And then I'll lie there for like 20 minutes or half an hour. And then I'm like, this isn't working. Why don't I just go back on my phone? Yes. And so, so it's like my, my sleep routine is like, like trying to go to sleep and then be like, this isn't working going on my phone. And then it like repeats itself for like a very long time. I feel like, okay, wait, first... I made a very good pun earlier and no one noticed. So I said, ah, down the foxhole, if you will. Oh, now yes. it's your cue to laugh. <laughs> I got to, sorry. No, you're valid. I was like, I don't want to interrupt Compass's point, but it will drive me crazy if I don't get my kudos for yeah, that terrible I'm really pun. proud of you. That Thank was really you. good. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> um, I do the thing where like, I'll be like lying in bed trying to sleep similarly and be like, um, my brain's pinging. What time is it? And then like, look at the my phone and it's been like 45 minutes but it feels like it's been five minutes and I've just been lying there my brain's been going absolutely ape yeah in my head and I can't sleep yeah I and that's kind of like a part of time blindness which is another where mm. Maggie and I met up and we were gonna we wrote things that we were gonna do and all of these are seamlessly flowing together I don't even have so to good. come up with so segues good. they're just happening so naturally but like time blindness is a a real big thing um so I guess the way I would explain time blindness is kind of not having an internal clock or an internal sense of how long something takes or how short something takes Mm. um I could have just said how long something takes because that also implies it's sorry um (laughs) but like uh for instance like there was one example that like I think was probably the most dramatic example of I was walking somewhere and I thought it had taken, I thought I was going to like be an hour late and it had taken me five minutes. Mm. And I was like, holy heck, how they're so different. But it's like, we don't have that internal sense of time mm. or a lot of us don't, um, which yeah, can be quite tough. That's why a lot of folks with ADHD can be like chronically late. We were actually all on time today. We all like rocked up. I was like two minutes early but I was like I was on time I got here like on the dot Mm. not to brag I mean like for me the way that my like anxiety about being late on account of the time blindness manifests is I'll literally like the night before I have plans for anything be like okay google maps how I'm gonna get there how long will it take me to get there I'm gonna leave like 10 or 15 minutes earlier than that Mm. and then get there like often ridiculously early even if I've like already gone there a million times before I'm like but what if there's, like, traffic on the bus or, like, what if I miss the bus or, like, what if it just takes longer to get there than I remember? And I'm quite a fast walker, so often, even looking at the Google Maps, it's like, it'll take 20 minutes. I'm like, it'll take 15, but I'll still get there really early. And I literally had a week recently where I hung out with, like, three different friends who all, like, either have ADHD or I suspect are, like, have undiagnosed ADHD, where I was like, cool, I'm there at the allotted time. 
but 15 minutes early. And then they're like, oh, I'm going to be 15 minutes late. So I'm standing outside the venue for a half an hour. And then they're like, I'll be another 15 minutes. I only just left right now. So I'm standing outside the venue for 45 minutes because my... <laughs> my timeline. Drop their names. Call no! them out. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Yeah, but I, I feel that. I feel like it... I guess with public transport, because I have to take the train rather than, mm. like, the bus a lot of places, and the, the train tends to be on time, or at least it's more consistent, that I will, I'm able to, like, base everything around the train. Mm. So I'm like, okay, so I have to be here, like, I had to be here at 1, because we're recording this at 1pm. Um, so I was like, okay, so I have to catch this train so that I have this amount of time to get there. If I catch the bus, that's fine. If I walk there, that's fine. So I have all of these different uh, like ways of getting there. But also I'm very anxious about being early because I find being early so boring. <laughs> and boredom is painful. Um, so I'm like, I try to be there to the, like, on the dot. Um, which sometimes doesn't work out in my favour because sometimes I will be early and then I will be bored and sometimes I'll be late and then I'll be, like, really sorry. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, sometimes I get time blindness and it's not so much of an issue now or n- not as much as it was um, when I was younger, but um, I'd have, like, a number of appointments that I'd have to make and one of them I turned up a month early oh. um, <laughs> because I just... I had forgotten the date, and it was the the right time, the right day, just the wrong month. Um, and then in the same day, I turned up um, two hours early to an appointment because I just, for some reason, like my mind had remembered perhaps it was like uh, analog clock time and it had confused me or something. But uh, I just I turned up early and I turned up late and... Um, just my mind had ingrained this time, which wasn't actually true, but now it's not so much of an issue. Mm. I'm really good with time, um, oh usually okay. good with dates. Okay, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, I was Yeah. Yeah. I, I think as well, I used to be real bad at it, or I would like, um, like last minute, I realized I didn't have enough time to get somewhere and then panic. Um, but I... I actually, I went to go see a counselor about my ADHD like two years ago and they told me like become a clock watcher of like every room that you're in, see if you can find a clock, wear a watch, that sort of thing and make a routine out of checking your phone or checking your watch because not only will that give you some sort of sense of where Mm -hmm. your brain is at, like if your brain is super hyperactive, then you're going to like, time is going to feel like super long or super short and if you keep on checking your clock, then you can kind of tell, gauge where your brain's at kind of thing. Mm. But also if you're doing activities or things that you need to do more than once, like walking to the train station or, I don't know, having a shower, if you check your, your the time before and after that, that means you can kind of gauge how long something's going to take in general. Mm. Um which means that, like, even if you, you think it's taking a super long time or a super short time, you can kind of, like, assume it's around this Yeah, you get the average. Mark. And can I say that um, what the, the amount of time that I say about everything is seven minutes of, like, if I'm kind of, like, I said it earlier when I was on the way here. I was oh, like, yeah. yeah, you were like, I was on the, on the bus on the way here, and I was like, I'm pretty close 
Um, so like, I all I have to do is get off the bus and walk there. But I was like, it's not going to take ten minutes, but it's also not going to take five minutes. So mm-hmm. I said seven minutes because I'm like, that is the most accurate gauge every single time. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun fact. Sorry. Um, just on the perceptions of time, um, often yeah, because the way that we perceive things is like the way that we enjoy things. So if something is really boring, um, the same with, I guess, neurotypical people, Mm. it's going to take a really long time and time is going to feel like it drags on forever. But when we're really interested in something and we hyperfixate on something, time just flies past. So for me, um, it used to be really bad with video games where I'd play a video game and I'd look at the time and then I'd look up and five hours had passed mm. and I was like, oh, I just, I thought, you know, I'd been playing for a couple of hours. I didn't realize how much time had passed, mm. but because we get into the, such a, a state of like hyperfixation mm. in this game, time is just like kind of warped mm. in a sense. I what I've found along with like I agree with the video game stuff as well and the way I've kind of managed to um like help myself is like setting alarms for mm. like if I'm like even if I don't have to stop playing a game after an hour I'll just set an alarm for an hour anyway just so I know how long it's been taking um and then also I find as well that when I'm playing a game I get real exhausted like my body feels exhausted but I just can't stop because I'm I'm very into the game you know yeah I'm just like my brain is here my body is like has gone without sleep for three days like we need to stop um which is kind of hard to you know balance because like stopping playing a game when your brain is really into it can be really really hard Mm. or like stopping doing anything when your Mm. brain is like this is like the perfect amount of stimulation right now um Mm. it can be like really hard to stop that especially if that's getting rid of stimulation by stopping it because that can be really um hard and painful for our brains yeah i have something that like this is just to do with time not to do with how is the, what's going on with the time? Oh, we're just checking the time. Yeah. yeah. It, topical. <laughs> um, we, we've been recording for 42 minutes, so that means we have another 16 minutes, so we're like, fine. Um, Hot so, and sexy. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> um, one of the things to do with time that isn't like time blindness necessarily, but being like, um, like I get like very, very stressed if there's not like a set time now down for something, because in my brain, like for example... Um, a few weeks ago, it was, like, arranged that me and a couple of other friends were, like, gonna go play pool together on, like, a Saturday night. Oh my and gosh, what are you, like, a straight man? Listen, oh gosh, it was fun! <laughs> Rude. Yeah. I support you, Jay. Thank you, I'm valid. I'm what, what I'm, giving, I'm giving you all this validity compass, and <laughs> you're just giving me this negativity in return. How I'm, dare you? I'm so sorry, I take it back. <laughs> anyway, Jay, anyway, what were you my, saying? My full story is that, like, we'd organised it in the days leading up, and we didn't, like, set a hard time, and, like, um, both of my friends were, like, not particularly, like, they were busy during the morning, so they weren't very good at replying to messages, and I didn't have, like, I had to teach in the morning, but then after that, I was, like, I have flexible stuff that I can do from home, but, like, it was making me extremely anxious the entire day that there wasn't a time set because 
um, when I've got things set in the evening, my brain is like, well, you have that at night, so you can't do anything else until then. It was like, I was in the hell waiting mode mm. of, oh, I finished teaching now, but, and I have all this other stuff to do, like, I have to, like, change my sheets and, like, do this laundry and, like, tidy my room, and then I have to do all this admin, and then I have to, like, work on this, like, marking for this thing, but it was like, oh, well, you can't start any of that because what if they just message you and they're like, we're actually going to meet at like 3 p.m. and I was expecting like 6, but then what if they don't message me back until like 8 and they're like, we're going over now. So like, I can't start anything because then this thing might happen. And if they let me know super last minute, then I'm going to have to like shower and get ready and that's going to take like an hour. So I can't, I can't, I can't start anything because what if I have to switch focus? Is, I can't do that. Yes. Oh, that hit home so hard. <laughs> oh my gosh. Of like, even if I have like, uh, if I, even if I'm ready to go like mm. an hour beforehand, mm. I'm like, I cannot do anything because if I get started on this and then I don't finish it. That is not okay. That is not okay. So I'll just be like sitting there for an hour, just like waiting. Literally, just being, like, please arrive. Literally, please. me waiting to come here. Like, because I, I had a, an appointment with the finisher like um, 11 in town, and I like just went home. And I was like, oh, I've got like a whole hour and a half until I have to come record this episode of this radio show. What am I going to do until then? Well, I can't do anything because I'm going to want to start something big and I can't finish it in an hour and a half. I have to leave, mm. like, at this time. So I just, like, lay on my bed and ate junk food and watched TV because I was like, well, I can't start anything important that I need to do because I have this other thing that I have to do later. Honestly, we stand. Love that. <laughs> um, okay, because we only have... Wait, let's check the time again. Oh, it's only been three minutes. Time blindness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess, like, truly we've covered so much ground. Um, I guess... I think it's really important that we talk about time... Because I feel like what we normally talk about is stuff that doesn't really get discussed, but mm. are super, super impactful. Um, I guess like my tips for time blindness that work for me personally is stuff like, um, m like checking my watch or my phone constantly. Um, I also use songs to gauge yes. time. Oh my gosh. Nothing so better. Helpful. Also like listening to music is really good for like stimulation because like you can choose how much, you get when you listen to music mm -hmm. basically like you can turn the volume down or you can turn it up and you can choose how intense music it is so i heckin love it mm -hmm. good stuff um oh i forgot what i was saying oh my god your tips for time blindness yes tip that's it those, those are my tips do you all have any tips how do you, you go first oh. um i guess mine can be somewhat militant uh so with video games, um, I just I can't play video games at all, especially when I'm studying. Um, so, like during the holidays, that's totally fine because I've got you know ample time available. Mm. Um, but in terms of like dates and stuff, I think it's always good. Um, and this isn't just for people with ADHD, but planning ahead, mm. um, so you know exactly how long things are going to take, um, and you've got a really clear picture of. Um, you know, yeah, how long things are going to take so you can be ready. Um, but those those are pretty, like, simplistic. Yeah, I don't really have much else to add. I tend to, like, I just send myself a lot of reminders for stuff, um, especially if it's, like, time-sensitive. And this is, again, like, 
yeah, I just tend to be very, like, at the end of every day, I check my diary or what I've written in, like, time-wise for stuff. And, like, the way that my brain works is very, like, oh, well, it's Monday, so you have, like, these things coming up on Monday, which, like, and then that leads into, you know, like, I contextualize my life, which lacks a lot of structure because I have so many different jobs by, like, this is when I have these different things in different situations, and, like, usually, like, as long as I remember the rough region of the day something's in, like... I can go back and check the details later and it's not too much of a hassle. Um, and also just, like, I don't mind being chronically early to things because, like, I just end up hanging out and, like, listening to music and stuff. So, like, for me, that's how I cope with my, my crazy energy. A good time. Okay, I reckon now is a good time to get into our discussion around, like, food mm-hmm, and eating. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're listening to this um, live, feel free to press away. We'll probably... I mean, we only have, like, ten minutes left. But, so, yeah. Um, It was lovely to have you. Bye. Love you. (laughs) Hope you have a lovely day or evening. Um, And if you're on an app, I guess I'll have... You'll have... You'll know. Okay. Anyway, let's get into it. Food. Yummy. Oh, my God. We, We love food. But also, I have a really hard time with food because, A, with my medication, it, like, sucks away my appetite and I have a really... It's it's kind of up in the air because if I have a really good breakfast with my medication, I find my medication doesn't work as well, but I can eat while right. I have my medication. And um, also having routines for eating is really, really hard because, like I said earlier, like my sleep routine is super malleable. So sometimes I'll wake up too late or I'll wake up too early and I'm like, I cannot eat. It's just not the perfect time. Um, and they'll often end up with me not, like, eating lunch. Mm. Um, and then with dinner, let me tell I have dinner. I, I'm i still on my, like, routine from when I was, like, 10, where I'll <laughs> eat dinner at, like, 4 or 5 in the evening, even though for several years, like, dinner routine has been, like, we have dinner at 6 or 7, mm. and I don't know why my brain is still like this. Mm. Um, but that can make it, like, really hard for me to, like feel hungry enough to eat recognize that like food is more than just like tasty good stuff like Mm. I need it to function um yeah so I guess eating can be real hard sometimes especially when we like factor in like if you're you have to cook for yourself like there's added added stuff I find that um with cooking things are not stimulating enough if I know how to make them so I always want to learn something new that is hard Mm. but also I'm an Aries so I never look at instructions um so it's uh, food is rough you know it'd be like that um I love food but I wish it was easier (laughs) Mm. yeah how about y'all what do y'all have to add um I kind of have two modes um so either I'll forget to eat for quite a substantial amount of time uh, or I will be like a plague of locusts oh and my just same. eating everything in sight. Um, it's something that I guess is partially um, due to my schedule because like, mm-hmm. if I'm busy throughout the day, um, then I will forget to eat, but also um, that is something that I've noticed is more like an ADHD thing. It seems to mm-hmm. pop up more. Um, with people like us Um, so that's something that I'm trying to work on is just having a regular food routine because just you know it's important to 
be well fed and have energy for the day. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, actually, that's what we were talking about when we, um, like, said that we wanted to talk about food is I, I mentioned that I feel like I don't have, like, a day-to-day food routine. Mm. I have, like, a monthly food routine, <laughs> which is, like, I will spend two weeks absolutely eating everything I can get my hands on, and then I'll spend two weeks where I, like, barely eat anything of, like, I'll mm. eat one meal a day, that sort of thing, which is super unhealthy um, and do not recommend but it's like sorting out how to bring it all together and I think as well um it might be like a sensory thing or it might just be a me thing of I will get really obsessed with certain foods and that's all I will eat even if it's like not like onion rings Mm. I'm really obsessed with onion rings at the moment and that they don't have a lot of nutrition to them um so like I'll get really obsessed with like the taste or the texture and it'll be really hard to eat anything else but then also I will get really bored of that food after a little while mm. which makes it really hard to build routines around buying food because like I can't stockpile on something which means I run out of food like a particular food but also um I've got what I was I should have medicated myself before I came here and started talking but like um yeah it can be really hard around that for me of being obsessed with certain kinds of food, but also losing interest in those foods really quickly. Mm. Yeah. I find that, like, um, I don't tend to eat breakfast, uh, like, also because of my medication. Like, um, yeah, I I was really, really surprised when I first started taking Maritlin that it was, (laughs) yeah, that it was like, oh, I just actually have no appetite. And especially in the first few months, like, I would forget to eat in an entire day and come home and be, like, absolutely shattered and be like, why do I feel like I'm about to die? And then it's like, oh, I have literally not eaten today and I had a full day of university. Um, I'm a bit better at it now. I still, I I actually feel physically unwell if I eat breakfast a lot of mornings. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of always been like that, but it's worse on my Ritalin. Um, it's just my body is like, no, you're not awake enough to have food in you yet. Um, and so I kind of just, I tend to like eat snacky stuff throughout the day or like do lunch and then do like a big dinner, which is also made more challenging by the fact that three nights a week I teach night classes, which are between 5.30 and 9.30. And so I don't get home to cook until 10, mm-hmm. um, which is like not my favorite. Um, so oftentimes I'll end up doing like a very, very big evening meal and then like not really eating a lot during the day, um, which is like challenging. And also around food, the, Im- the impulse control. Yeah, like again, the <sighs> same thing that you all have said around eating nothing or eating everything, like, yesterday, I was like, I have some food in the house, but you know what I really want right now? I really want to make burgers right now. So I, like, went and bought patties and made, like, two burgers for myself for dinner and, like, boiled up a whole thing of, like, these frozen dumplings. And then afterwards, I was like, (laughs) I'm going to eat a chocolate panna cotta, even though I am so uncomfortably full. I just want to put more food in my body. Mm. Um, I, when I was younger, I once ate (laughs) 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 Um, a kg of gummy bears. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And then I could not look at another gummy bear for years. I was like, it physically makes me ill looking at gummy bears. Like don't even talk about gummy bears again. Um, And so, yeah, food's a problem. 
It's like I when I was thirteen, my fr- we had a f- I had a phase with my friends where they were like, "Here's this jawbreaker thing that's like multiple layers thick," and we were all like, "Ha ha, who can get to the center first? And I was like, "Me." It's going to be me, also because I can't chill ADHD. I literally ate that thing until my tongue bled, and then I still didn't oh stop God. because oh I was gosh. like, "Woo, woo, woo, woo! Oh gotta go with that shit. sugar. No. I love it. I love it. I've got to keep going." Yeah. yeah, I, I. Oh my gosh, I had a thought and it left. Oh my gosh, it's real bad, y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um. I feel like that overeating thing is such mm. a big thing of like I just like having tastes, and yes. like gum is really good. But, like, sometimes I'll chew gum until, like, my jaw's a little achy. Um, and just, like, tasting stuff. Um, yeah. But I think food can just be, I think especially around fast food, can be really mm. hard. Because it's, like, it's just there. I do think that because I'm vegan now and I've been vegan for a little while, vegan being vegan has made things easier and harder at the same time. Like, it really helps with my impulse control around, like, takeout and fast food because there are like there's still fast food and takeout I can get but it's either more expensive or more like selective of like Mm. what I can get but it's also harder because um like wet foods or like damp damp foods oh my gosh that sounds disgusting but like stuff like yogurt and Mm. that kind of thing are really good for me because I can eat them if I don't have an appetite Mm. um but vegan yogurts are so gross um so like that's really it's like a, it's a it's an up and down thing of like it's a really good way of helping with my impulse control and it's also really good for like motivating me to cook because like mm. cooking good ve- vegan food it's like makes me real happy um but also it makes other stuff harder yeah. um yeah and I, d- I do find as well that with cooking or like having to make myself vegan food it makes the the reward of cooking a lot more palpable than like when I wasn't vegan but also stuff like I have to make sure that I'm get like taking my b12 supplements I'm eating enough like nutritious food Mm. that sort of thing um because like I just can't get that from drinking an entire carton of milk Mm. um or like um you know eating meat so it's you know, it's an up and it's a down, you know? Yeah. Anyway, that was my fun vegan interlude. Oh, wait, we, we're back. We're out of time. Okay. Oh, wait, do you want to say something? Um, not to sound like a parent, but healthy breakfasts, that's that's my tip. Um, having, like, just carb loading at the start of the day is something that I always try and do. Like, um, I've put a lot of effort into trying to eat more healthily because of, like, brain health and stuff. Um, so... Just having a big breakfast before medication is important. Yes, and these are all things that are pretty tough for us and it can be tough, especially if you have other stuff on top of that. Um, We are out of time, which is... This has felt simultaneously like it's taken like five minutes and three hours, (laughs) um, which is super fun. Um, Any last thoughts or comments from y'all? We love ADHD... Your brain is beautiful. There's nothing wrong with having ADHD. It's a good time. Yes. And a bad time. It's a mixed time. It's it's a mixed time. Mm. It's a combined type of time. <laughs> um, yeah. But, like, your brain is lovely, and even though it's hard sometimes, it's going to be okay. And also, it means that you can, like, have beautiful structure and routines in your life, and you can feel really proud of that. Mm. Um, yeah. Love you. <laughs> <laughs>
Radio. Yeah, you've been listening to Speak Up Radio on 106.1 106. FM. Kakeets. Kakeets. Kakeets.